0: This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the Must not take yourself too seriously, and six1 since that matters." And what do I even say other than, "Hey." <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Very sad and somber day in uh, the local town of Saville, my old stomping grounds where I grew up. Um, we lost a local legend, a man who needs no introduction, a man who in a lot of ways he was um, he was a father figure to all of us. He was a um, an inspiration. He was um, brilliant. He was genius. He was uh, kind. He was caring. He was sweet. He was compassionate. He was a uh, a born leader. He was a uh, humanitarian. He was uh, it was a lot of things, but most of all, he was. He was the local town drunk, and we love him. There's a lot lot of us, and I mean that sincerely, by the way. We, we all loved our uh, town drunk. Uh, Bodine was his name, and he meant more to this town than um, anyone that's ever uh, really contributed to it, when you really think about it, like... Anybody who's involved in, like, the Chamber of Commerce or local event planning or uh, owns a business in the town, they're forgettable. You don't remember them. We don't care about them. Matter of fact, any attempt by them to get praise and accolades is something that we actually we look down upon. We mock. We laugh at it. At least I do. But uh, Bodine, he was a fixture around the town since I was a young lad. I mean, I moved to uh, Sayville when I was in fourth grade. And ever since then, there was this uh, homeless drunk guy just kind of hanging out, having a good time. And I know it sounds like I'm mocking him because he was a homeless drunk guy. And it that's not my intent. My intent is to honor him. My intent is to uh, give a uh, proper eulogy here on this podcast for a man who uh, he was truly beloved. Nobody around this town had a negative word to say about him, really. I mean, we all knew he was a fucking blown-out drunk. Like, he was a—I mean, he was the ultimate alcoholic. I mean, there was nobody who could drink like this guy could drink. I mean, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, like, most men would have died at an earlier age. I I you know like you can't drink every day heavily all day for like 65 years and expect to have a long lasting run but somehow he did somehow he had a a very fortunate life and not All right, maybe not fortunate, but, you know, um, he had a life and uh, he had uh, made his mark on the town. The townspeople loved him. The cops and the ambulances who had to, on more than one occasion, pick him up off the side of a road and bring him to a hospital to make sure he didn't freeze to death or die of alcohol poisoning. They, They loved him. He was like, there was nothing not to love about the guy, you know, as fucked up of a fucking existence as he may have been living. He was, you know, everybody just kind of, he was like a cartoon character in real life. He's, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I, as the, the delivery driver at a local pizza place, I've had a lot of run-ins with him. He used to come stop by the pizza place once in a while. Maybe he would get a slice. He'd stink to high heaven because he hadn't showered in like a month. and He's fucking, you know, he could just... He had that like bum stink. There's a bum stink that maybe you're not familiar with if you've never been around a really, really, really long-term homeless person but there's a bum stink that is just, it is so pungent and it's so prevailing that you can't deny it. It's like a combination of booze, cigarettes, and asshole. That's really all it is when it's booze, cigarettes, and asshole. And it's, just layered and caked into the foundation of this man's soul for decades you'll never forget that scent and there's no amount of showering that can get that scent off after some point you know what I mean you need like a power washer and like a vat of some sort of perfume or something I don't know but He would come in, he'd get his slice, and he'd usually, you know, say some fucked shit or come out with a story to try to make everybody laugh. He was kind of, in a lot of ways, he was like a free-range comedian. He would just show up and, you know, maybe you got a one-minute show that day, maybe you got a ten-minute show that day. Sometimes you can get like an hour. If you had beers to give him, you'd get like he'll give you an hour and he'll give you a good hour. All original stuff. He doesn't repeat jokes for the most part, you know. Except for when he forgets that he already said something cuz he's wasted. Um he was uh he was a beloved man and uh you know I don't see how if you are a uh, born and bred Savalite like I I am and most people I know I don't know how you don't look at today as a sad day uh for the local town cuz we lost a legend Bodine I uh I actually uh am fortunate enough that that I have two great pictures with Bodine. One was him uh passed out on a bench and uh my friend I fuck, now that I think about it, I'm the only one. So my friend Matt, who also passed away, took the picture of me behind the bench. With Bodine, and Bodine was passed out on the bench, and it's me smiling, giving a thumbs up. That picture was taken by my friend Matt, who is also passed away, so I am the lone, of that picture, I am the lone survivor at this point. It's a little bit of a weird feeling to have, but that's what happens when you get older, is the more, the older you get, the more people, the more times you could think about a situation and go, oh, wow. I remember talking to those two guys and and now they're both dead and I'm still breathing. It's fucking crazy. Um So anyway, yeah, Bo uh legend, great guy. Uh In all seriousness, it is very sad, you know, I mean It's very sad when anybody passes away. But, you know, obviously given his uh way of life, you know, there was um there was even a little more sad because obviously he didn't have a uh, close net family. Um He didn't have uh you know, the best of friends necessarily. I mean, he had some people. There was some people I know full well that there were some people that looked out for him, that tried to take care of him, that, you know, did what they could for him, but obviously, you know, you, can, you can't, you can't, you can't change a. Uh, what do they say? You can't change the stripes on something, you know. Whatever you get the idea here, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Whatever you want to say, that was that was him. at the end of the day, no matter how many people or you know gave him some food, gave him some water, gave him some shelter tried to get him into a rehab, tried to get him into a hospital tried to convince him to give up the sauce and you know get himself into a shelter and work on him get better get healthier and get some semblance of normalcy to his life. he wasn't that wasn't where he was headed. he he had to he was a rock star. And he was never going to stop being a rock star. Sort of like Keith Richards, but... A lot less famous and successful. Um, the one thing I got to admit, though, is that it is... I was talking to my one friend about it. And, you know, I was like, ah, oh, shit, man. It sucks, Bo. Bo's gone. Like, I, you know, I... Uh, Uh, bums me out, I, obviously, you know, I, I grew up with the same guy that we all grew up with, and I didn't want to see, you know, him have an untimely demise, or whatever, you don't want anybody to die, you know, of course, you, you, if you're a human being with compassion, you know, you wish everybody could just live forever, and that'd be a nice thing, but that's not how life works, and, uh, you know, we're talking, and he, I, i telling him about how Bodine died and he's like how did he I can't believe it I can't believe that he actually died I mean I hate to sound a little horrible here but he was a homeless alcoholic who drank himself stupid basically every day smoked cigarettes every day basically didn't eat every day i would imagine even when he did eat it wasn't exactly like he was having a a balanced diet here of nutritious and uh scrumptious food it was probably like a slice of pizza or a mcdonald's cheeseburger or a fucking 711 rib sandwich or whatever the fuck somebody handed him for free if he even bothered with that because if he got money we knew what it was going towards there was no pretending when it came to that I mean I believe he even worked at some point he actually held down a job which was kind of a little bit shocking to hear but and it was like a it was like a hard job too like he had to like work do like real work but You know, he was willing to do it so he could get his money to get beers. Um, But yeah, you know, you can't really pretend that it was like a shocking revolutionary death uh, when it's uh, the homeless alcoholic who drinks every day finally dies. I mean, he had an amazing run. I'm pretty sure... Somebody knows this better than me, but I'm pretty sure this dude actually died like several times. Like there was more than one occasion. The EMTs had to show up and uh, start doing the work on him, start doing CPR because he was down for the count and somehow they got him breathing and his heart working again and you know, he came back and then went right back to the rock star life. It, I'm pretty sure that happened on more than one occasion. So, I mean, to say that it's like a shocking death would be uh to lie. You know, I mean, it's not... He wasn't 21 and uh a gifted athlete or something. He was the like 60 something year old homeless drunk guy who uh i mean i don't even know where he stayed most of the time i know for a little while he had like a he had like a room somewhere he actually at one point had a girlfriend i remember when he had the girlfriend he was living large bo was living nice when he had a girlfriend his girlfriend had a an apartment I remember I'd deliver the pizzas to them. And uh, Bo would usually just be sitting outside on the on the deck. He, he always liked to... He was basically shirtless all the time. He was not uh, afraid to take his shirt off in public. And he would just kind of fucking hang outside and get a nice suntan. One thing, that's one thing nobody could deny. When you're a homeless alcoholic... You're going to have a nice suntan. That is, if hey, if there's one benefit, you want to have a nice, crisp brown olive skin, be a homeless alcoholic and sit outside all day. There's, there's your advice of the week. Um, But, uh, yeah, you know, I deliver pizzas to his girlfriend's house, and he had a nice setup, you know? They had... You know, she had everything. She had all the amenities that you could possibly want. You know, indoor plumbing and uh, air conditioning and heat. Probably got to sleep in a bed. You know, uh, food. Obviously, she would paying for the food, but he had food. He had all the good stuff. He was living large. Um... I don't know how that ended up ending. I do know that for a while he was, she had like a a motorized like scooter thing. You know, the the scooters that like fat people ride at Walmarts. She had one of her own. And so he was using that like as his car. Like I remember on more than one occasion seeing him just like riding down the street with a nice tall boy and Natty in the cup holder. Just cruising in this fucking electronics electric scooter. Living his best life. Uh, matter of fact, I have a great picture of him. Actually, that's the other picture I have is him on the electric scooter. In front of the pizza place. Um, so, yeah, to conclude, it was a very uh, sad week. Uh, learning about the demise of Bodine. He had a good run. Um no doubt, he uh, defied the odds, that's for sure, he was uh, somebody that, uh, you know, probably, I mean, he, he cheated God out of his death probably several times, you know, if if there is a God, Bodine slid around that fucking, they were calling him to those pearly gates quite some times, and he said, nah, I'm, I'm still having fun till they finally got him so rest in peace bo uh, i'm sure there's a uh, cooler full of ice cold natties waiting for you uh, upstairs or whatever i don't know what the... <laughs> i'm not a religious or afterlife type of person so i'm just trying to say nice things about the the homeless alcoholic guy who died from my town that everybody seems to be very sad about. And I am sad, too, by the way. Like I, like I said, I just. The only thing I got to push back. I can't believe it happened. Now, I could believe it happened. Matter of fact, I can't believe it didn't happen sooner. Like, if you're being honest with yourself, you have to just admit <laughs> it should have probably happened sooner. The fact that it ha- it took this long, your first and only reaction really should have been. Ah, they finally caught up to him, huh? He like, you know, you got to think of it like, he's like a, an escape prisoner, on the run from like federal marshals, U.S. marshals. You know, I at some point with all of those coordinated uh, law enforcement groups coming after you, they're gonna get you. You know what I mean? Like you're never gonna escape it forever. They're gonna get you. It's just a matter of when. Matter of how long of a ride you can have. And as far as Bodine, that motherfucker had one hell of a ride. So rest in peace, Bo. Thanks for the laughs and the ridiculousness that you uh you brought to the town. And the townspeople will not forget we shit. I mean, local businesses. Are putting out like rest in peace fucking uh, posts on their Instagrams and stuff. Like it's pretty awesome to see how much we all uh, cherished the uh, local town drunk, homeless drunk. And you know, uh, he's gone but not forgotten. R.I.P. Bo. A lot of shit to get to this week, so you best be listening quick. Okay, here's the deal so first things come first you got to subscribe you got to rate you got to review you got to tell all your friends to follow the podcast you got to follow the podcast on instagram you got to tell your friends to follow the podcast on instagram at a total degenerate podcast there's actual content being posted now it's changed it's different this time i'm not lying anymore i'm actually telling you the truth i've posted things on the fucking account So, you better check it out. So, follow the Instagram at a total degenerate podcast. Um, You should um, also subscribe, rate, and review. You should say nice things about me. You should talk about how great of a podcaster I am, how I'm the funniest fucking person you've ever met in your entire life. You should tell us everything nice. Don't say anything mean. Don't lie. Don't tell the people false shit. What are you, the liberal media? Don't fucking do it. Be honest, tell the truth. This is the greatest podcast ever created. So thank you for doing that. And yeah, I appreciate that. Also, because we're doing announcements, this is like the announcements in the morning. Remember elementary school? You'd have the morning announcements and they'd put some stuttering kid onto a microphone and he'd tell you about all the events of the day going on at the school. Like the girls' soccer team. Lost two to one in a heartbreaker, or whatever the fuck happened that day. That that's what's going on now. It's the middle of the podcast announcements. So subscribe, rate, and review. Also, starting March sixteenth, the day before St. Patty's Day, the first day of the uh, March Madness NCAA tournament. Scotty's Pub, the most hot spot of West Seville. Everybody knows Scotty's Pub. It's the greatest bar ever. You know who loved Scotty's Pub? Bodine, the the homeless drunk guy I was talking about in the first part. He loved Scotty's. He was a big fan of it. He would be there every chance he got, which wasn't frequently because he didn't have money for a bar. When you're homeless, you only have money for tall boys or quarts of vodka or fifths of vodka, a nice fifth of Georgie's. But sometimes he'd stumble in there just to say hi. Just because he was a nice, local, friendly drunk. Anyway. Now there's going to be not homeless drunks telling jokes every Thursday. Open mic. All welcome. If you want to fucking... If you're an experienced comic and you want to work on your craft and you want to get better, there's only one way to get better, and that's hitting the mics. All right? You got to get out there and you got to do open mics if you're not an experienced comic and you wanted to try it this is a perfect opportunity you come out to the mic you give it a shot maybe you love it maybe you hate it maybe you're maybe you're actually really good at it maybe you're the next fucking dave chappelle maybe there's only one way to find out come to the mic maybe you're an asshole maybe you're just a total asshole and you want to show up and cause a scene, and make the day about yourself, you could, uh, you know, show up to the mic and be, you know, a complete raging dick, and get involved, and uh, get up on the mic, and maybe spout some racist shit. Just interfere, be a dick. But I can't stop you, because it's open mic. So if you want to do that, you can come to the mic. I'm even telling people that want to bother me to come to the mic. It's going to be a great open mic. So please, come down. Scotty's Pub, Thursday, March 16th. It's hopefully the first of many. We're going to be doing it on Thursday nights. Sign up 8 o'clock. Show start 8.30. I would bother to promote my date tomorrow, Saturday, March 11th. I'm at Red Zone, West Babylon, on Sunrise Highway. It used to be a strip club. They have wings. Apparently, they're really good wings. I've also heard that they're okay wings. I'm going to have to find out myself. I'm not going to judge wings preemptively. I'm not going to let somebody else's opinion of wings uh, make me, you know, have a a feeling about them one way or another, you know. I, I would like to judge the wings on their own merits on my own because I'm a wing connoisseur. I'm a wings type of guy. You see me out in public and you just look at me and you go, he's a wings type of guy. He's not the type of guy who passes up on wings. He's the type of guy who embraces wings, looks forward to wings. He knows a lot about wings. Matter of fact, he's already spent way too much time in this segment talking about wings. But what we're not talking about enough is Scotty's open mic every Thursday, hopefully, every Thursday, starting March 16th, 8 o'clock sign up, 8.30 show start, so uh, yeah, come out for that too, thanks. Ah man, my schedule has gotten quite hectic, I know, I know, this is what good podcast material is made of, everybody wants to hear about my super busy schedule, well, I just, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way to trim the fat, right, like, I've been doing a lot more online dating, been doing a lot more mics, doing a lot more stand-up. Um. Obviously, I do this still once a week. I, uh, I work, I have a job still, you know, I wish I didn't have to have a job, but I still do need a job, so I have to work. And, and you know, then there's one day off, I get the one day to myself to live a little and you know it's tough the bottom line is it's a lot uh, to get done in a week so I'm trying to figure out how to trim the fat and obviously the um, most logical conclusion I can come to is that I think I'm giving up on the online dating I think I'm throwing the towel in on it it's rapid rejection It's, um, it seems like it's a fruitless, it very rarely does it work out. And even when I I say it works out, like, what's your definition of working out? You know, is fucking a girl and never talking to her again, a victory to you? If that's the definition of working out, then perhaps online dating is exactly what right up your alley but it's also a lot of work to get to that point where you do fuck them, you know? You got to take them out for a couple of meals The very at the very minimum. You got to listen to at least half a dozen boring stories that you don't really care about. And so do the ladies, by the way. This isn't just a, a male thing, all right? I don't want to make it sound like sex because men have boring, dumb stories to tell, too. I know it because I try to conjure them up. When I'm talking to these girls, like, oh, let me tell you about this really funny thing. And then halfway through the story, you realize how inappropriate or just dumb it is, you know, like you you're like, fuck, I can't really uh finish this story. So now you're trying to figure out a way to to lie your way through it. Whatever. You see, my point is is that it's it's a lot, a lot of work for very little payoff and if you're actually hoping to find a spouse long term, a husband, a wife, then just forget it. It is really and truly a a fucking waste of time. So what I've decided is that I think I'm just going to start I'm just going to start banging hookers. That's what I'm going to do. Just live the hooker life. I hope my mom's not hearing this right now because she wants more grandkids and I, that's the thing is, I don't think she'd be upset to find out that her son paid for sex. I think she'd be upset that she's not going to have more grandkids or if she does, the the mother of the child will be named Trixie and she, you know... There'll be weird visitation hours because Trixie gets off from the club at like, you know, four o'clock in the morning, you know, that type of thing, whatever. So it would make it for an interesting, uh, grandmother, uh, daughter-in-law sort of speak relationship. Obviously probably wouldn't be marrying Trixie, you know, we just have to fucking negotiate like she would. Just hear about the checks all the time, you know. It would, it, that would be the. The minute she got pregnant, she's like, "I want my check on the first of the month," and it's like, "Okay." Don't worry, Trixie, I'm gonna take care of my kid. So yeah, that's what mom would be very upset if I. So maybe I'm not just gonna start banging hookers. Maybe that's not like the best plan. But I, I mean, I guess in some way, I'm just trying to say is that. Online dating is a cesspool and it sucks and it's terrible and it's a never ending sea of stupid and boring and bullshit games. But what else did I wanna talk about? All right, Aaron Rodgers. This guy needs to make a fucking decision. Can is there enough is there enough Peyote or mushrooms in the world to get this guy. Is there a certain strand that we need to get him, like a decisive strand that will ultimately make you make a decision come morning, you know? Because obviously the first uh, go around, the first trip out didn't really, uh, didn't really solve anything because we're now weeks later and he still hasn't made a decision The fucking pathological liar by my job. This guy works in the area and he is just the biggest pathological liar on the planet. And I'll never understand it, but I guess it's not meant to be understood why people just pathologically lie. Because lying is supposed to be done for purpose. You lie for a reason. A married man lies to his wife to tell her that she doesn't look fat when she's pregnant that's a that's a good lie that's a well-intentioned lie just like you know you wouldn't tell a, a little kid that their um their painting is ugly you're gonna tell them how pretty it is even if it's a pile of shit I have to do it all the time my niece thinks she's an artist and she sucks at it she's terrible but you you don't say that to her you lie that's that's the reason you lie that's a good reason to lie it's a virtuous reason to lie I'm I'm not gonna bullshit I mean I am gonna bullshit her about the state of her art career but she's also seven she can improve this time you know we don't have to fucking act like it's all over but you know it's not good where it's at now it's not good but make her feel good about it. Why not? She's seven. Not a monster. Not a monster, but the kids' photo, The pictures suck. They're terrible. They're stick figures. She draws out of the lines. Colors out of the lines. It's it's awful, but you know, you lie. I'll never understand the pathological liar. Don't worry. This is getting back to Aaron Rodgers in a moment. So, um, the point is, that he, this guy, all he does is come in and just lie everything is just it's time for some bullshit bullshit McGee is in the building so now he, he, he's he been telling me he's been giving me fake Aaron Rodgers updates for days now and I'm really I'm, I wanna and I know it's a lie the minute he says it that's just because if he's talking it's a lie That's the thing. I don't need to research it at all. You don't need to know anything about football. You don't need to care about football. You don't need to know anything about Aaron Rodgers or or, or whatever. If he's speaking, it's a lie. That's the thing. I mean, this guy, I mean, he came in the other day and started talking about how he's got money in the Caymans. It's like, yeah, you know, I got some money in the Caymans. No, you don't. No, you don't. You work at a shoe store. Stop with your money in the cane and stop. Why? Why would you? You know. Why even tell us? Like, just why? And I get so mad about it. I get so fucking worked up about it. And I shouldn't. It's not worth my time. But I. It. In a lot of ways, it just. It. There's something very fascinating. As dumb as the pathological liar is, there's something very fascinating about. What goes through somebody's brain to decide that this is the only way I can be welcomed or interesting is by lying all the time. It's a very sad thing when you think about it. There's something very, very sad about somebody that is so insecure about their their existence and what they have to offer the world that they would rather just make up a fairy tale every time they see you. Instead of just telling you the truth because the truth is so bland and shitty to them and horrible that the the only thing to do is to lie. You have to lie because the truth is ugly and sad, which is actually very, it's uglier and sadder that that's how they feel. Anyway, this this rat is just constantly telling me about how fucking oh Aaron Rodgers is coming it's going to be four first round picks where the fuck are you getting your information it's absolutely no substantial i mean two first round picks has been thrown around and even that's not happening but nevertheless it's been it's already torture cuz i want i want the guy i want Rodgers to come here i want him to be the savior i want him to win a super bowl for the jets i want it all And I'm going to talk shit if he actually does come. A lot of shit. Heaping loads of shit will be talked if he actually shows up. But I just, um, I'm done with the lying guy, man. I'm done with the pathological bullshit from a fucking guy. I got money in the Cayman Islands. You don't have money on Long Island. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have money in your house. What are you talking about? You got money in the Cayman Islands. Aaron Rodgers for four first-round picks. And the list goes on. Like, every day is like this. And I'm at the point where I'm ready to physically – like, if he looks at me, every time I pull up in the back story, he looks at me, he's like, any any word yet on, on Rodgers? I'm – I'm here and he's going to Denver. And it's like, you're just, stop. Just stop it. Stop being a fucking loser. We would like you better if you were just yourself. That's the thing that gets me the most about pathological liars, is we would like you better if you were just yourself. There is no reason to go down this road of fairy tale land bullshit in order to think you're going to impress us, especially in this this day and age when it comes to sports information. Everybody's got the ESPN app. Everybody's got their fucking news sources. People's phones blow up immediately. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all there. Shit is popping off, and when it pops off, everybody knows about it instantly. You're not going to know that Aaron Rodgers was traded for four first-round picks fucking... Uh, three days before anybody else does. It's not gonna happen. Not in the biggest sport in the world. Being traded to the biggest city in the world with one of the most iconic players to ever play the game. There's there's an argument that Rodgers is like the Michael Jordan of that of quarterbacking. Like, you know, he's he's up there. He's in that level. And, God, do I want him to come to the Jets. Just come here. Just come here so I can be the worst version of me yet again. Anyway, I have to call this a night. I am, yeah. We're done here. All right, till next week. This was fun. Uh, R.I.P. Bo. uh, Don't be a lying sack of shit. Let's go, Jets. Until next week.